Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to come together once again. And Lord, we're grateful that you are light and in you there is no darkness. Help us, Lord, to see that light, to see the truth, for we realize there are many deceptions in the world this day, especially ones that will lead us into spiritualism. So Lord, give us uh, eyes to see and ears to hear. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Shared this uh, yesterday, but uh, some of you may not have been here. If you, um, there's my name, there's uh, my email. I have other emails. I have six other active emails, and they all things. So, uh, but anyway, this one will alert me that your question or comment or testimony. If you have testimonies, feel free to drop me a uh, an email. Uh, that's it. There, exit the dragon seven at gmail.com. That way I automatically know what the topic is going to be if you use that email. Okay, and also it just drop me a line as well. Okay, if you want to be informed, I'm supposed to get have a book out. I was trying to do it before camp meeting, never happened. So if you want to be informed when that's actually come to fruition, uh, drop me a line I'll, so I can let you know when it's out. Um, and or also if you want to know when the website is up and running. I'm hoping Jesus comes before then, but if not, the other hope I have is that I'll actually have it up and running. Okay, so, all right, today, let's get right into the message. Okay, today is actually the Holy Spirit versus the Chi. The Holy Spirit versus the Chi, which is basically the counterfeit spirit. The counterfeit spirit. So let's look at, first of all, let's uh, look at the chi first, which I deem uh, the, the counterfeit spirit. By definition, you can look up the definition in, in different dictionaries and so forth, but here's one through uh, Merriam-Webster online dictionary. The chi, or uh, C-H-I, or sometimes spelled Q-I, okay, it's the vital energy that is held to animate the body internally and uh, is of central importance in some Eastern systems of medical treatment, such as acupuncture, and of exercise or self-defense, such as Tai Chi. Okay, so that's the Chi, that is that energy that they are trying to cultivate and to develop. Okay, it comes from the Chinese, which literally means air or breath. Sound familiar? Okay. You look in, uh, for example, in the Old Testament, there's a word, a Hebrew word for air, or breath, or wind, or spirit. It's all the same word. That word is ruach. But here we see, in the Eastern thought, they use the word chi to mean the same thing. But the question is, is it the same thing? In Eastern meditation, they do what is known as the emptying of the mind. And this emptying of the mind okay, is developed through breathing exercises. And, uh, and so what they do is they, for example, they're in a lotus position. Uh, they would close their eyes. And then they would concentrate on their breathing and the certain breathing exercises that you do. There are some that will actually use mantras. Have you heard that that? You know, that, that whole thing with somebody being cross-legged, and you hear the thing, oh, oh, ever hear that before? <laughs> well, that's a mantra. That's what they're doing. They're, what they're doing is trying to push everything out, so they concentrate on that one thing 
Om. Okay? It could be uh, uh, something else. It could be a word. But in this case, some will focus on the breathing. Focus on the breathing in and then the breathing out. Okay? Unfortunately, the word meditation has crept, uh, the wrong type of meditation has crept into the Christian church. And remember what we said before? What was, that, what was that name or that term that we used when there's a word and it contradicts itself? Anybody remember? Contronym. Contronym. It's from like contradict. Okay? Contra means to go against. And so what happens is it's even coming to the Christian church because they, they hear meditation and they classify it as meditation or, or they'll even classify it as prayer. But what they'll do is, is pick a certain word and they would uh, chant that or they would repeat it over and over. And you're not really thinking about God's law or his mercies or God himself. What it is, it's getting you to focus on one thing so everything else is pushed aside. Whatever that word is, whether it's love or Jesus or salvation or whatever it is. And they would just repeat it over and over. Okay? And so this is used to cultivate and enhance what they call the chi. Now, I like the way um, this friend of mine, and I've shared this quote before, Andreas Mellis, I like the way he put it because it's very concise. And again, he's an ordained minister, but he has trained in uh, different types of karate, kung fu, ninjutsu, and tang sudo. Here's what he says. The whole purpose of training is to get the kundalini, that's what it's called. That is the serpent power in yoga. And ki or chi. Ki is a Japanese uh, term. Chi is the Chinese term. Okay, this chi, which is the internal power in the martial arts, to flow through the system in order for the student to have inner strength to break things or hurt and manipulate others, all under the mask of good health and prosperity. So this Chi, this, this internal energy is what is being cultivated. And that is why uh, what happens is you see individuals who do certain things that are beyond um, comprehension. They become more supernatural. Now understand that there's certain things that we can do. We can do physical training, but only to a certain point. We can do physical conditioning. You know what I'm saying? So if you want to be a faster runner, you can do... Uh, you know, um, exercises and so forth to get faster at running. If you want to get stronger physically, well, you, you start working on weights, okay? Or you do other types of uh, exercises, whether you're doing CrossFit or HIIT or whatever. You can do conditioning that will help strengthen you and so forth. Somebody had a question the other day, Okay, about, you know, these, uh, when they have those type of things like uh, Tai Chi and yoga in those institutions like hospitals and schools and so forth. And, and the thing is, you know, you can go through Congress and so forth and fight for, um, you know, uh, equal rights and so forth as far as uh, freedom of speech. But the point here is you could actually share something that would be better than that. One of the things I'm, 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 I'm developing is basically an exercise system that people can do that can help them condition. And there's tons of them on the internet. So, I mean, you don't even uh, 
need me or whatever, you can find them all over the internet, where you can do physical conditioning, where you don't need to get into the martial arts. There are certain things, exercises, that are not exclusive to the martial arts. But when you get into the, that strength, you, when you get into things that are beyond the physical, more into the supernatural realm, they are now getting into what they call the chi, using that internal energy. Now, the problem with that is that, number one, it does take meditation and through breathing and so forth, to the point now that um, that is what your training is. And let me put it this way, it is not that training that's doing it, there is something taking over. Something else is giving you that power, okay? And so you see certain feats, for example, where they'll stand there and somebody will take a stick and go right across the throat. I've been hit in the throat before, okay? Uh, and I'll tell you, when you get hit in the throat, if you are not in this, in this what they call the void, you will get hurt, okay? And if you don't believe me, just flick your throat and you will feel it. <laughs> it is an uncomfortable feeling. It's a very sensitive spot. And yet somebody can come across with a stick across the throat. Okay? You can work on your uh, physical conditioning all you want. Physiologically, it is not possible. Are you with me? There's something else that takes over. And so you see feats like this. Well, they'll be pulling guys up with, with uh, spears and so forth. Someone will actually put it to their throat. One end will be at the end of a corner, the other one on their throat, and they will go towards it. And what breaks is not their throat, but the spear. As they go closer and closer, the spear bends and bends and eventually breaks. And then this one, we see these guys here holding up that one individual with the spears. And he's laying on it, and he is not being punctured. Here's another one. As one individual is on a bed of nails. Bed of nails is on top of him, with another one on top. And then there. And then you could, you know, argue, well, it's a distribution of weight. But guess what? That weight is now being magnified as that brick is on top, and there's a sledgehammer coming on top of him. And also, as we go through, and you know, there's many, many examples, some more extreme than others. For example, there will be those that will set up uh, bricks on top of each other. And then what would happen now is, instead of breaking the bricks, somebody will choose which brick. So let's say you have five of them set up, somebody chooses like the third one. And what they do is they will transform that energy and go and break that middle brick, brick without breaking the top ones, the ones above it. And the belief there is that they are channeling that energy so it goes through the brick and goes to the middle one or that third one, and that third one is the only one that breaks. But understand, there is a supernatural force that is involved. And this breath or this air or this energy that they are uh, talking about, okay, is, is what they call the chi, and that's what they are trying to cultivate 
through that. So we see those feet. And by the way, also it is done for certain things. I've shown you this before. Uh, for example, multiple brick breaking. Where what is it? I'll, I'll explain in a moment. So here, two bricks are broken. This is just a demo. Um, I've also done more than that in more uh, bricks than just the two. But here's the point. What happens there is before I, I would do that, I would do what was known as tiger breathing. Again, breathing is involved to focus and so forth, and the mind is being emptied. And then what happens is when I actually went through or go through that brick, there is a moment where I, it's, it's, let me put it this way, it's like I become unconscious. Something takes over, and by the time I'm done, that's when I look, and all of a sudden the bricks are broken, but there's a certain point where I lose consciousness. You cannot see it here because I'm still moving. But internally, the something took over. And it's attributed to, of course, that chi, that inner energy, that is believed to give you that extra power, that extra strength, uh, speed, or whatever it is. Okay? And so that the breathing is used there. And so that is what is known as they call the chi. That is what is being developed through those breathing exercises. And that is what is uh, being developed as, as you do the, uh, the meditation, the emptying of the mind, and so forth. And it is believed that you lack the power when your chi is out of balance. Remember we talked about yin-yang before? Things being in balance. When something is out of balance, that's why you don't break it. You break your arm instead. Okay, that is the belief uh, behind it. But that is what they use. The chi, that, that uh, energy, that force, that power. And I said, like I said, that is basically an, uh, the counterfeit spirit. The real spirit is the what? The Holy Spirit. Now, so let's talk about the Holy Spirit. Let me pause here for a moment before we read this. Remember, this seminar is about whether or not we should get involved in those Eastern arts. Okay? It is not about whether or not you should defend yourself. You understand there's a difference? When I say to defend yourself, in other words, you don't just stand there. Okay? You push the person away. You know, push them away and then run. Okay? That's, that's, that's still defense. Okay? That's the best defense you can do is run. Okay? You push them away or whatever else. Okay? That's different than actively getting involved in the martial arts. The worst this world gets, and we read that yesterday, Matthew 24, 12, because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax, what? Cold. This society is getting worse and worse and worse. There's random violence nowadays. It's not like somebody's trying to get back at somebody. Nowadays, it's, you can have random violence happening. The only way to keep up is to spend more and more time in the fighting arts. Okay, but you can't keep up with it because it's just going to get worse. OK, 
Okay? The best defense is basically to, to get closer and closer to the Lord. Because the, the, uh, the solution to that, we read yesterday, was in verse 14. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached unto all the world for a witness unto all nations, then shall the end come. That is the solution to the violence in this world. That is the coming of Jesus Christ. That is the only solution, dear friends. And so what happens now is, I'm not talking about whether or not you should, you know, try and fend the person off, okay? That I'll leave with you and the Lord simply because I have found, and we'll talk more about this tomorrow. I have found that the greater faith is in the Lord, the more you are dependent on the Lord, the less you'll need to do anything. And we see that in the Bible. So I'm not just saying that. We see it in the Bible. We'll, we'll look at that a little bit more tomorrow. But anyway, let me give you an example here of, of somebody famous, Samson. You all heard of Samson, right? Okay, he was given strength. But here's what's interesting. Samson was not going to take on one individual. Okay? We find now the Philistines, uh, you know, talked to the men of Judah. The men of Judah got scared, so they gave Samson up. So they're there now with Samson. And it says there, when he, that is Samson, came to Lehi, the Philistines shouted against him, and the what? The Spirit of the Lord came mightily, how? Upon him. So what came upon him? The Spirit of the Lord, the true Spirit. And the cords that were upon his arms became as flax that was burnt with fire, and his bands loose from off his hands. And he found a new jawbone of a donkey, I'll mention donkey, and put forth his hand and took it, and he slew, what? A thousand men with it. Okay? I don't know if you can imagine, put it this way. Imagine fighting one person. Okay? You may have a struggle. You may even lose. You may win. I don't know. I don't know who the person is. I don't know how well you can fight. Imagine two people now. Okay? It becomes harder for any one of you, okay, uh, or most of you, to be able to defend against two people. How about three? Becomes harder. It's not, it's not uh, multiplied, it becomes exponential. Three is not like fighting three. Three becomes like fighting nine. Okay, because you gotta drop the first two like right away. And I mentioned yesterday that the training I had is that you had three to five seconds to drop an opponent. Anything more, you're just wasting your time. Okay? But if you can do it in one second, that would be great. But let's say, let's take that example. Let's take that example of three to five seconds and him slaying a thousand men. Okay? Now, do you think that was a dangerous situation, yes or no? Sure. You got a thousand men after you? That's dangerous. One person after you is dangerous. But a thousand? And understand, I'm pretty sure they were armed with swords and spears. Would you agree? But let's say, let's say Samson took three to five seconds 
for each person. Now, you know, sometimes uh, it may be taking longer with another one and so forth. You know, using those figures, he would have been fighting 50 minutes straight to an hour and 23 minutes straight, nonstop. He wouldn't have taken a break and say, guys, the bell rang. We're now in the middle. We got to wait till the next round. We have a break. Okay? None of that. As soon as he finished one, somebody would be on him. Somebody else would be on him. Somebody else. You know, so he, 50 minutes. I don't know if you know, anyone here exercise? Let me see your hands. Those exercise. Okay. Anybody here walk for 50 minutes to an hour and 23 minutes? Okay, that's a nice brisk walk. Anybody run for that long? No? Anybody throw punches and kicks and whatever else, throw people for that long, nonstop, with weapons? And you got a bone in your hand. <laughs> okay? But what happened here? What happened? Remember, before that, what happened? The Spirit of the Lord came upon him. This is not the chi. That is a counterfeit to the Holy Spirit. Okay? So the Spirit came upon him. He slew a thousand men. So understand that the Spirit of the Lord gave Samson strength. Yes? Okay. Did he give him speed? Yes. You got to be fast because as soon as you, you drop in one person, there's, there's others behind you to your side. And they come in, you got to be fast. So he had to have speed. What else did he give him? Endurance. You're fighting for that long, nonstop. It is very tiring. Very tiring. Okay? How about resilience? Did he give him resilience? In other words, if he was to get hit, he didn't really feel it. Okay? But understand that how did he get his strength, his speed, his endurance, and his resilience? It was when what? The Spirit of the Lord came upon him. That is the difference between God coming upon us, namely the Holy Spirit, versus the chi that they do in the Eastern arts, where they're trying to use that that chi or that energy to gain that power, to gain that speed, to gain that endurance, to gain that resilience. That is just a counterfeit. And it's not even real, a real energy. It is somebody taking over. Okay? Anybody know this guy, Tony Ludwig? He's an ordained minister. You've, you've probably seen, anyone ever have their, during camp, your sink broke down or something? There's a little leak or something. He helped you with your camper. He's going around. He's helping people with their campers and things that are breaking down. So he's a great guy. He knows what he's doing. Um, but anyway, he's an ordained minister. Who said that? He's your pastor. Praise God. So you know him. That's what you're saying. All right. <laughs> okay. You know what he trained in? We've been talking about these individuals who have trained in all these different martial arts, from karate to to uh, Kung Fu, to Ninjutsu, to Tang Sudo, to, to uh, Judo, Karate, etc. You know what he trained in? Do you know? You're his member. You don't know? He never told you? He never told you? You never asked him? 
I snot and you receive not. <laughs> Anybody know what are you trained in? Anybody want to know? Whether you want to know or not, I'm going to tell you. He trained in? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Let me tell you a story about Tony. He's pastoring in the UP, okay, the Upper Peninsula. Peninsula. And uh, there they have a church school, which is part of the church. And he decided one Friday that he was going to do his visitations, Bible studies early. That way, uh, by noon, he can be at home helping uh, the family prepare for the Sabbath and spend time with the family. Okay? So he's done. All of a sudden, the Lord's speaking to him, Tony, you got to get to the school. Something is about to happen. Tony ignored it. Anyone ever do that? The Lord speaks to you and you ignore it. Well, anyway, so Tony ignores it thinking, no, there's nothing wrong at the school. You know, what could possibly be wrong? But the Lord started speaking to him louder with that inner voice. And so Tony now realized, I got to go. I got to listen to the Lord. So he tells his wife he's got to go. So he goes. Now, this is, this is a long story made short. Okay. You want the longer version? Get my book. When it's out, if it's ever out. <laughs> email me. and, and uh, By the way, if you email me, I won't get back to you until after camp meeting. So, but anyway, so there's, he's there. He goes to the school now. He goes to the school and he sees the treasurer's car. So his treasurer was there. And she's, she's like an elderly lady. Okay, not elderly, but older lady. Um, anyway, he sees also a truck there that he does not recognize. So he decides to go into the school quietly. He goes into the school quietly, and then he hears rustling. No screaming, just rustling, like somebody struggling. He opens the, the door of, of the, uh, the, the classroom, okay, or I think it might have been the office. Some. Anyway, he opens that door where they were, okay. Sure enough, there's this man, and he was over six feet tall, big guy, was trying to take advantage of this lady. And she's there struggling, can't get away doesn't know what to do, and he's there trying to take advantage of her, doing, trying to do inappropriate things. But Tony, having trained in nothing, didn't know what to do except to pray. And I have Tony's prayer recorded here. I will show you in a moment. He says, he told me, it's the shortest Prayer I have ever prayed. You want to see his prayer? Here's how it goes. Lord, give me Samson's strength in Jesus' name. Amen. That was his prayer. That was his prayer. So now he goes in after praying this. He goes in. He moves the, the treasurer out of the way. He he grabs her, moves her, and all of a sudden, this guy stands there, he hits the guy right in the chest, the guy goes flying, 
through the door into the foyer. Now, yesterday I told you a story of me doing the same thing about this guy who I, because uh, when I accept students, accepted students, I would interview them first. And this guy was over 200 plus pounds, close to 300 pounds. And I knew I couldn't use the external uh, arts with him, so I did the internal and so forth. And so what happens is when I, when I did my movements, as soon as my hands touched him, this guy went flying. His feet just picked off the ground about four, six inches up. He was still vertical, hit the wall. He came crumbling down. Now, that is something that took over, okay? And it was not the Holy Spirit. It was a spirit that took over. But here, we see the real deal. See, Tony did the same thing. I got involved in the Eastern Arts, which was a, from a different kingdom, but the real deal was here. So this guy goes falling down. Tony calls the police, or sorry, he calls 911. Now, for the responders to get there, where he was, it took them 45 minutes to an hour and a half to get somewhere. But look at God's timing. The, the, the one on the phone or on the line said, all right, we'll, uh, we'll get somebody over there. And it turned out the sheriff was but two minutes away. The sheriff came. He sees the guy there and says, Pastor Tony, what did you do? <laughs> Pastor Tony said, I don't know. I prayed, Lord, give me Samson's strength in Jesus' name. Amen. And I hit him, and uh, he went through a door into the foyer, and he's down there. And the sheriff's scratching his head. Finds out later on, I think it was a day or two later, something like that, he finds out that they were actually after this guy. They didn't have any evidence on him. They were always arresting him, but never enough evidence. And they always had to call in four guys to come and arrest him. <laughs> he was that big and strong. Tony, if you've seen him, what's your name? I've met you before. What's your name? Barb. Stand up for a moment. Where does Pastor Tony stand with, with you? About... Like your height. Up on here. Right? He's not that big. And yet, he knocks, he makes this guy go flying, right? That, that, that they take four guys to subdue. What's my point? You don't need the Eastern arts. When it comes time, if you need strength, if you need speed, if you need endurance, if you need resilience, where are you going to get it from? God. God. I, so many times people say, well, I got I to gotta defend myself. Well, if you feel like you got to defend yourself, go for it. But don't forget to pray the prayer of, Lord, give me what? Samson. Strength. Strength. Because remember, when Samson defeated the thousand men, what happened? Before that, the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. Here's another example. Remember Elijah? There was no rain at that time. 
All of a sudden there was rain. 1 Kings 18, verses 45 to 46. It came to pass in the meanwhile that the heaven was black with clouds and wind, and there was a great what? Rain. Okay? More than what we've had here. It was a great rain. It hadn't rained for a long time. And Ahab rode, that's King Ahab, king of Israel, and went to Jezreel. And the hand of the Lord was on Elijah, and he girded up his loins. He got ready, right? And he what? He ran, how? Before Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. Started outrunning the chariot. Matter of fact, you read the account, he actually guided the chariot to go in. Where did he get that speed all of a sudden? Yeah, it says, the hand of the Lord came upon him. So it came from the Lord. Okay. By the way, when it talks about the hand of the Lord, okay, it, it also, by the way, the, the word there also means the power of the Lord. But the point is, whether it's the hand of the Lord, or the finger of the Lord, it's talking about the same thing. Let me share something with you. Because here it's talking about that he didn't just run, the hand of the Lord was on him, and then he went. And he outrun the chariot. Luke 11, verse 20, here's something interesting. Jesus, he cast out demons, okay? And then they accused him, of course, of... of uh, casting out name of Beelzebub and so forth. And he dated that throughout his ministry. But in this particular instance, look at this. Here's what he says. Luke 11, verse 20. But if with the finger of God cast out devils, no doubt the kingdom of God is upon you. So how are devils cast out in this particular instance? By the finger of God. Okay? Now when you look at the same event but in a different gospel Matthew 12:28 Here's what Jesus says in this account But if I cast out devils by the spirit of God then the kingdom of God is come upon you Okay so we see that interchangeably the finger of God is is used in this case interchangeably with the spirit of God Okay now, when Elijah ran, before he ran, what was upon him? The hand of God. Not just one finger, it was the whole hand, right? But here's the point. Again, we see it, God is the one involved. It is the Spirit of God that's coming upon him, just like the finger of God is equated with the Spirit of God, in this case, with regards to casting out demons. So let me ask you this question. Given a choice... If you want to gain strength, okay, or if you need the strength in a situation where you need to defend yourself, where you really feel like you need to, to lash out or whatever, would you rather have the Holy Spirit come upon you, or would you rather train for hours and hours and hours and hours into those mystical arts, into the other kingdom, so you yourself can use and cultivate that chi, that energy, so you can try and gain that strength and, and uh, you know, subdue the opponent. Who would rather say, who here would rather have the Holy Spirit come upon them? Let me see your hands. Okay? Who here would rather have those Eastern mystics and the chi and all that? 
Nobody? Good. I think, uh, I think we're doing okay with these seminars then. <laughs> okay. But do you see that it is just a counterfeit? You can see those feats done by those individuals, not because they are anyone special. It's because they have given themselves over to a different spirit. But the right spirit, Holy Spirit, He can do the same thing. He can give you the strength when you need it, if you need it. There are times when, when there's a situation you may not even know about it. You're so close to the Lord that you do, like what Paul says, pray without ceasing. So you're walking down a park and you're constantly in communion with God. You're always thinking about God and His mercies, His ways. All of a sudden, you don't realize it, but somebody's stalking you and they're about to attack you. And all of a sudden, a wind, a gust of wind comes, a branch breaks and hits him in the head and he's unconscious. And you keep walking, not even knowing what happened during the day. Are you with me? Yeah. I mean, we need, dear friends, in these last days, more faith. More faith in God that He will do great things. Not Him doing great things with us helping Him out. He does not need our help. We need His help. Okay? We don't need to go into another kingdom. There is a power greater than those powers involved in those Eastern arts. Okay? And that power is Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit and with the Father. Now look at this. Acts chapter 8, verse 29. Spirit said to Philip, go near and join thyself to this chariot. You know the story. There's an Ethiopian. So verses, or, or sorry, this should be verses. So Acts 8, verses 30 to 38, okay, not chapters, but verses 30 to 38. You read that and you find that Philip shares Jesus Christ to the Ethiopian, okay? You remember the story now? Philip baptizes the Ethiopian. Now what's, what happens next is very interesting, you see? Verses 39 and 40, it says, When they were come up out of the water, so now he baptized them, right? They now come up. When they came up, the Spirit of the Lord did what? Caught away Philip, that the eunuch did what? Saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing. Okay, the old Ethiopian did. But what happened to Philip? But Philip, where was he found? He was found at Azotus, and passing through and he preached in all the cities till he came to Caesarea. By the way, when you study where Azotus is versus where he was, that's a few miles away. But he was caught up by the Spirit. Instantly, he was over there. When God, when God has a work for you, He can move you from one place to another just like this. If, if, if your life is in danger, He can move you from one place to the other place just like this you don't have to worry about how how you know they have a guinness book of world records and all that and they they have one of, of how many can punch how many punches somebody can do in a minute okay i tell you what it's nothing compared to what you can do when the holy spirit is upon you it's going to be nothing compared to what the angels will do for you. I once was studying 
and estimating how fast the angels were flying. It's, it's beyond comprehension. Okay, because I was, you know, in Daniel. Daniel was praying. You remember that? Angel shows up there, you know, from the, the uh, you know, from the uh, supplication all the way up there. And I figured, okay, let's, let's see how long it takes and, and so forth. And then uh, you know that they're coming through Orion. And they estimate that Orion, that cavern of Orion itself is about 51 to 53 trillion miles okay that's far that's far and then from there to to the earth is i can't remember the, the exact figures it's far okay and so and then i figured okay wait a minute now there's going to be silence in heaven for yeah okay for that time right those those that you know um when you calculate it it's basically those days that he comes and then he goes back. But here's what's interesting. I calculated, I plugged in all the figures and I put it in, I did it over and over. And I said, okay, let me let me be conservative about this and you know. Long story short, when you calculate all that, okay, now speed of light is pretty fast, would you agree? Yeah. They, were going, they would be going and they would be bringing us to New Jerusalem faster than the speed of light. Guess how much time's faster? Many, huh? How many is many? I have four children. I call that many. <laughs> mm hmm. Yeah, that's right. 186,000 miles per second. Okay, how many times? Somebody take a guess. 10,000, hundred times faster than speed light. I heard 10,000 uh, speed light. Do I hear, do I hear 11, 11, 11, <laughs> 12? <laughs> when I calculate, it came to about 500, I can't remember the exact, 500 and something million times the speed of light. Hussein Bolt is not that fast. <laughs> okay? He's fast. Don't get me wrong. I mean, but when the Spirit of the Lord is upon you, guess what? You're going to be faster. When the angels help you out, you're going to be faster. This is what it means, you know, because people say, well, you know, we still have to learn to defend ourselves because we can't just pray. I hear that all the time. We can't just pray, you know. My dear friends, yes, you can. You need to get out of there quickly. Guess who's going to get you out of there? The Lord. The guy's too strong who's going to give you strength to get away? The Lord. That's what I'm talking about, praying. He'll give you the strength you need, the speed you need, endurance you need, the resilience you need. The true spirit, not this chi, which is a false, uh, false energy anyway. That make sense? And so here it's caught up. By the way, you know what, what's going to happen? I can just imagine this because um, there's going to be time where we're going to be so filled with the Spirit and so forth, and and you know we're going to be traveling so quickly. I can imagine, um, you know, when we're Jesus with Jesus on a on one of the planets, one of the other worlds, we'll be there with Jesus, and Jesus will come up to us and say, "Well, you know what? 
But Annie, you know, I, I gotta go. I gotta go spend some time, uh, um, you know, with uh, with Karen. Okay, and uh, so I gotta get going, and I'll be going. Oh, Jesus, please just just bring me. Uh, you know, I wanna go visit. Is it Barb? Yeah. I wanna go visit Barb where she where she is. Can you can you take me there before you go to visit? Karen, and he'll turn to me and say, what do you mean? We're already here. <laughs> It'll be so quick. Travel will be so quick. I mean, it's beyond imagination, dear friends. So don't worry about being protected. If it's time for you to go, it's time. Okay? Don't go and try and kill somebody because they're trying to kill you. Meanwhile, you're ready to meet Jesus. They're not. You see what I'm saying? They need to live to still hear the gospel. Okay? By the way, I, was, I remember, this is not in my notes here, I remember studying before, and it was interesting, I read two reasons Ellen White said why we are still alive. One is, we still need to hear the gospel. We still need opportunity to hear the gospel and to accept and to receive the gospel. That's one reason. And there's people out there alive because of it. Sometimes you wonder, why this guy, he smokes, he's been smoking all his life, he's been drinking all his life, and he's like 95 years old. This guy, you know. Meanwhile, my, 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 my aunt, she's been healthy all her life, and, and, you know, and she passed away when she was only 45. But this guy, he smokes, he, I mean, he, he eats wrong stuff. Why is he still alive? He still needs to hear the gospel and accept it. That's one reason. The other reason she gave is that the Lord still wants to use us to share the gospel. See, I'm not worried about death. If I die, I know the Lord doesn't need me anymore. He's got others to use. But those are the two reasons I found that why we are still alive. It's not so we can go have pleasures and so forth. The Lord wants to use us to save as many as possible from the wiles of the devil that those people may partake of the kingdom as well. Okay? And by the way, in the chi, it's something you try and cultivate that you can use it. But let me share something here. Zarevage is page 672. Here's what Ellen White says. We cannot use the Holy Spirit. The Spirit is to what? Use us. We don't call upon the chi. Okay? No, it's about the Holy Spirit here using us. So let me backtrack. So the chi is basically this this. Uh, and again, the definition of it, the literal definition, it comes from the Chinese, is air or breath, which is basically the same definition we find for the spirit. However, what happens with the qi is it's something they try and cultivate through those Eastern practices, whether it's breathing, whether it's through meditation, and so forth. Okay? To give them strength, give them speed, give them endurance, um, resilience, etc., but we see through scripture that we can have those things without getting involved in those Eastern arts. How do we get it? Well, the Spirit of the Lord comes upon us. Okay? 
And sometimes the Spirit does not have to come upon us. Sometimes He just sends an angel. I heard of this story. This, this man, he grew up. He was Chinese. He grew up in uh, you know, learning Kung Fu and other arts as well. And it was through his family lineage. So he's very proficient in it. And so one time, uh, he was in the car with his friends. Now by this time, he became a Christian already. He gave his life to Jesus Christ. And he decided he was no longer going to be involved in those Eastern arts. He saw that it was not fit for the Christian. And so they were at a car and this, there was this guy came up to them. And this individual had a gun on them. Okay, they were in the car, the window was open, and so this guy had a gun on them. And then he was telling them, you know, to give them his money and their money and so forth. And it looked like he wanted to do other things other than that. Maybe kill them or whatever. Anyways, as that happened, uh, this individual's name or his friends were watching him to see what he would do. Because, of course, he's a Christian now, but, you know, he's got that training. I mean, after all, you trained, you know what to do. You can disarm this guy and so forth. So they're watching him to see what he would do. And guess what he did? Come on now. What did he do? He prayed. He prayed to the Lord, offered up a silent prayer to the Lord. All of a sudden, this guy gets, you know, he's, all of a sudden he's jerked back. Guy turns around and then he runs away. Later on, they find this guy. They find him, the police finds him, they arrest him, and they ask him about what happened. You know what he said? He admitted, he, he admitted he was trying to hold these guys up. But then he said somebody came behind him, pulled him back, and what he saw was this big, huge figure. Couldn't describe it, it was just, it was like, just a, a shadow or something. Was, there was this big figure. So he ran. He got scared. The police interviewed the others in the car now. You know, that ex-martial artist and his friends. They interviewed. You know what they told him? They asked, who did you see? They said, we didn't see anybody. There was nobody there. The assailant, the attacker, was the only one that saw I believe it was an angel of God. But that ex-martial artist did not rely on his martial arts. He relied on God. He could have easily justified going and reverting back. It was a matter of self-defense, right? He could have justified. But he decided he was not going to revert back to that. But he would trust the Lord that he had now put his faith in. My dear friends, the more we trust in these type of things in, in the Eastern arts, the less miracles we'll see God perform in our lives. Are you with me? But when we rely on the Lord, then we'll see the Lord's hand at work. Okay? And by the way, as it says, as we read, we cannot use the Holy Spirit. The Spirit is to use us. And here, let me share one more text. Okay? I'll show you a text because the Spirit, He will give you power. He will give you power. You believe that? 
Acts 1 verse 8. But ye shall receive what? Power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. This is what Jesus said to his disciples. That's what he tells us today. When the Spirit has come upon you, you shall have what? Power to be his witnesses. But by the word, by the way, the word there, power, is dynamis, where we get the word dynamite. When the Spirit comes upon you, you become what? You're going to have what? Dynamite. You're going to receive dynamite. Okay, anyone ever deal with dynamite before? Let me see your hands. Who has? So you're telling me the Spirit's never come upon you to witness? <laughs> Who has witnessed before? Okay. Did you do it by yourself, or did the Holy Spirit help you through it? The Holy Spirit. What does it say? When the Spirit has come upon you, right, you're going to have what? Receive power. The Greek word there is dynamite. Let me ask that question again. Who has dealt with dynamite before? There you go. There you go. You got dynamite. You got power, dear friends. We are to let the Spirit use us. If it's time for us to go, it's time for us to go. If it's time for us to get hurt for the sake of the gospel, it's time to get hurt, get in the hospital. Maybe there's a nurse or a doctor that needs to hear the gospel. The only way for them to hear it is if you're there. You can't get there because when you walk in and you say, I'd like to be a patient and there's nothing wrong with you, that's not where they're going to have you as a patient. They're going to have you a patient somewhere else. <laughs> not for your physical maladies, but your mental. You coming in saying, I want, I want to be a patient. You understand? The Lord, let the Lord use you. The Holy Spirit use you. Okay? Let Him use you. And let's get this gospel into every nation, kindred, tongue, and people. Okay? That's my last text. I see a hand up. Yes, Glenn. Oh, yeah, this, they're filled with the Spirit, all right. Wrong Spirit. In African places, uh, they, they, call it, they call on the Orisha. That is the Spirit they call upon, the Orisha. Okay? In many, in many of those African tribes. And they speak in tongues. Okay? So it's the same idea, they're calling upon the Spirit, but it's not the true Spirit of God. When you, read, when you read them speaking in tongues in the Bible, when they're filled with the Spirit, okay? By the way, the, the word tongue is glossolalea, which means language. They spoke in languages. And by the way, before it, when it says they spoke in an unknown tongue. Ever read that? But you'll notice something with the word unknown. It's in italics. What does that mean when the Bible translators put something in italics? It was applied. It was added in. Okay? So guess what? The word unknown should not be there. All it says is they spoke in a language. Okay? In a, you know, a language that others don't understand and so forth. Okay? So, yes, they are filled with the Spirit. Okay? 
Now, I'm talking about the system itself because there are individuals who are truly seeking. I remember one time I had, a, um, I had meetings and I had a Pentecostal pastor there in the meetings. But he was sincere. Uh, and, and he accepted the messages of the Bible, the truth of God's Word. Okay? And here's the problem, however. He was renting from the bishop. He and his wife, and they had their children. And not only that, they were taking care of uh, um, other children as well that they took in. And some were needy, okay, uh, and disabled and so forth. So he had a lot at stake. So I, I, I talked to him about taking a stand for Jesus. But at that time, I don't know where he's at now in his walk, but at that time, he struggled and he could not take a stand for Jesus. But I'll tell you what he did. I gave him a book. Okay, um, and this particular book, I'm trying to remember uh, the title of it, um, it'll come to me. Um, but anyway, it's one of those books that, that you'll find them in the bookstore. That outlines basically deceptions in the last days, those kind of things. I gave it to him, and uh, he read it, and I tell you, the Lord started to use him. Because he said, I'm going to get this to the leaders in my organization. So he was sending it to the top people. He mailed it. And he says, well, I'm not going to tell them it's for me because I have to write a letter and, and write there that the Spirit told me to, for you guys to read it and, you know, and so forth. So he, had, he knew what to say. Anyway, he knew that the, so he sent it to t- 10 individuals. He knew that his, his um, bishop had read it. Because he said one Sunday morning, the bishop came to preach that Sunday morning. And the bishop stood up and said, this whole thing about the secret rapture is falsehood. It is not in the Bible. And, and so, so on and so forth. So my point there is there are sincere people in those organizations who are seeking for truth. But yet there is a strong deception with false spirits. Okay? And so... Yeah, so they, they are filled with a spirit. Okay, anybody else? Yes, sir. My father raised four boys, and one of the things he taught us was any fight that we can get away from, mm-hmm. we won. Right. So avoid the fight. Exactly. Use it. Keep the ego out of it. Keep the pride out of it, and keep the anger out of it. Mm-hmm. Try to defuse. It. So you don't have to go to the ground with somebody. Right. She says you could lose an eye. Exactly. Exactly. Any fight you can avoid, you've won. I like that. The Holy Ghost is indwelling. We won't have the pride. You won't have the pride. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Any other questions? Yes. You've asked a few questions. What is your name? Joy. That's a nice name. Um, I want to know what exactly is tiger breathing, and um, like the first pastor, he was saying that the movement is like a way to get the kundalini flowing through the body. So, would you say that the movements of the martial arts is a form of like conjuring? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Okay. So the the question is 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 um the chi or the kundalini? Those things are are there's movements that are used to develop them and cultivate them. 
And, and the answer is yes. When you get higher in the levels of yoga, for example, you mentioned the kundalini. That's what they're trying to summon up. And as they try and summon that, that's why they have certain postures. I'm not against stretching. I stretch, by the way. But when you look at some of them, what they're doing is imitating a serpent-like movement. That's what they're doing. Certain uh, serpent-like movements in, in their positions. And so, because they believe that that is conjuring up the, the uh, kundalini in this case. In the martial arts, it's called the chi. And when they do that chi, they do, uh, they do that movement to do that. And the tiger breathing is part of focusing, uh, focusing for that you know, internal energy as well. Okay? And, uh, and yeah, tiger breathing is what I used when I would break bricks. So I would use that and then focusing with the tiger breathing. And then what happened? I focused and then I would be emptying my mind and then something took over. So, yeah. So that's what happens. Anybody else? If you have any more questions, you got my email. I won't get back to you until after camp meeting. Um, but uh, I will do that. Or if you want to come up afterwards. At this time, before we close, let me ask this question. Who here is grateful that the Spirit is the one that can give us what we need and the Spirit is the one that will use us? Anybody here? But yeah, let me ask you this question. Who here today wants to say to God, Lord, use me. Use me instead of me trying to use some false spirit. Use me for your honor and glory. Anybody here? And give me the power. You're going to deal with dynamite. So be careful how you, <laughs> how you use that dynamite. Praise God. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Loving Father, we thank you for your love and your mercy. Thank you for the Holy Spirit that has come upon us Whenever we witness, Lord, we know it is because your Spirit is upon us. And we pray that we may have the Spirit more fully. We need that latter rain. Lord, not to go and hurt others and trying to uh, defeat others, but Lord, that we may have that power to witness and we may finish this work of reaching out to others and sharing your gospel. We thank you and I pray that you bless each and every one of us here and the families represented. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's Word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.